0: Holy hell ride. Because I know that I could go, you know, out with my my straight white male friends and we could have the world's problems resolved in 17 minutes. And then I was like, that's not true, man. You know what we would have? We'd have all the world's problems resolved to benefit us. Correct. And I was like, "This is going to be more serious than I thought." So, so it's interesting.
1: <laughs> I love that you said, "Oh shit!"
0: Um, <laughs> it's interesting
1: that uh, you came to that understanding of you would have it all solved inside of your sphere, right? Or you would right. have it all solved from your perspective. And really, the 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 place where you arrived at was you would have it all resolved. As it relates to where you sit inside of the space of privilege, and Absolutely. that's something to contend with, right? So, uh, just you know, for your audience, uh, uh, who you know, whoever might not know, kind of the technical definitions of privilege, right? Uh, privilege is a special right or advantage granted or available to only a particular person or group, right? So, it's a it's a set of benefits, right, and advantages. Held by a group in power or majority, but th- those advantages arise because of the oppression or suppression of someone that's not in the majority. You know, some, you know someone that's in the minority uh, section, right? Um, someone who who de- comes from a marginalized community, right? And it it's interesting that you were able to really examine that in yourself even before our conversation because you know when I talk about privilege I always talk about you know it's the advantages that people have that they don't think about
0: because they often don't have to think about it right? yeah yeah and you know what to be honest you know you and I just talked about this real briefly before we actually line this up but like I kind of feel victimized by where we're at And yet, I'm the one with the privilege. And so, you kind of like said something a a little bit about that. But can you explain why, why that, why I have privilege, and even though I don't recognize it as such? Absolutely. So, when we look at privilege, the the first
1: the first part of understanding it requires like a truly deliberate, intentional, and active effort. To see things from the perspective of an other, a, a other person, a person that's outside of privilege, so it's it it actually requires effort to get there, right? So naturally, you know, if you know we're at a state, uh, or in a state of rest, or at a state of rest, you know, it, it would be we would almost be blinded to the fact that something is actually working in our favors at favor at that time, which allows us to actually actually operate in a victim space, right because we're not aware. right So when I talk about privilege, yeah you know, I really you know want folks to understand that it's, it, it it's an imbalance of allocation of ass, access and assets and resources and things of that nature. And it's a system, it's a system. And the thing is, if you're not aware or haven't made yourself aware that that system has been created and you're just living, it's impossible to understand the impact of being inside of that system for you and for the person who sits outside of privilege.
0: Now, I think that here's what I would say, here's where I, Am coming from, and I know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to play the naive guy too far, but it's like, man, I'm just living my life, you know. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, I've got other black friends, I, I've got gay friends, I've got Mexican friends, like I feel like I'm treating them all pretty fair. So mm-hmm. then, when somebody says to me, "Hey, you have white privilege," I kind of get on edge, and I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about, man?" I, you know, I'm just living. You know, I try to be fair to everybody I come across, whatever, whatever their, you know, life entails. So then I start to get on the defensive side of that. Absolutely. So, So I mean, what, what do I do with that from your point of view? Because, because you're also on the other side. So you're like, Hey, you know, we need to make things right. And I'm like, I'm trying, but it's not working. Like, how do we see eye to eye when there's no eye to eye going on? So. When when
1: when I teach folks about privilege and when I talk about privilege, one of the first things I talk about, right, is the goal of talking about privilege is not to make anyone feel shame or guilt for what they have been afforded, right, and what experiences they've been, you know, granted or they have, you know, or what they have access to. Because it's when I feel that someone else is making me feel that shame or guilt, is that's when I get defensive. That's when I, wait a minute, you know, I'm doing, you know, I, I don't oppress anyone overtly, right? I try to you know, make sure that, you know, I capture my bias, biases, right? Why, why am I made to feel bad about it? And the goal is not to feel bad, right? One thing we talk about, you know, in, in, in our work, uh, Shay, is that you can't feel bad and author results at the same time. It just doesn't work because as soon as you feel bad, you enter that space of victimhood. Things are yeah. happening to me. People are doing stuff to me. This isn't fair. That's what happens, right? Yeah. so 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 what I often do when I'm talking about privilege, i I talk about mine, right i'm a uh, I'm an uh, a, a black man uh, that grew up in the South Bronx, New York, uh, South Bronx being the poorest county. In New York state, I uh, grew up in an environment that was impoverished, uh, that there was uh, uh, rampant drug abuse, uh, drug dealing, drug using, violence, you name it. The large majority of the people I grew up around didn't graduate from high school, forget about college, right? That's, come on, stop it, right? Um, Only a select few did. So it would be easy for me to only acknowledge the marginalized portion of my existence, right? And he right. would say that's fair. But I also have to acknowledge my privilege as well. For example, I operate in a space of privilege regarding, you know, me, as it relates to many women, right? I can take a subway in New York City at pretty much any time and I never think about what's going to happen to me. Whereas, you know, one of of our colleagues, Chrissa, you know, we always talk about this. She's like, I'm always nervous if I do that. The fact that I don't have to be nervous is a privilege. And it's a system of oppression that was, you know, that was uh, uh, placed uh, upon the backs and necks of women. So I have to acknowledge my privilege, right? Second, you know, I've gone to some of the most elite procedure schools in, in the world, right? And I got my master's degree from Harvard. That has created me access beyond my wildest dreams. That allows me to operate with, you know, with a set of tools that only can be, you know, <coughs> attained inside of that room of, of privilege. So I, ha- I, I have to acknowledge mine as well, right? So the goal isn't saying, "Oh, no, you're bad," you know, because you have privilege, or "You're good" because you have. They, they, there, it isn't a bad versus good thing, right? It, what it really is is, you know, what are you going to do about it, right? What are you go And what I teach as it relates to privilege is acknowledging that you have it, then using that privilege to support people that don't sit in the seat of privilege right and that's really you know you know that's really what allyship is about right so allyship is is really uh the practice of using your privilege you know you know building relationship uh consistently trying to break down these systemic structures of oppression for marginalized people by leveraging uh the access affordances and resources you have